0: GR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now here's your host Tony Caligieri. Inside high school sports is brought to you by Minio and Sappio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes.
2: Good morning, welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host Tony Caligieri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNYF Athletics. Good morning, guys. Good morning. It's a it's a kind of a
3: sad day. I feel like.
2: Yeah, this is the last day of uh, of the spring season, I guess you could say. It's bittersweet, yeah.
3: All right, I got to be honest with yeah, there's so many things to celebrate still. <laughs> yeah, I'm still yeah. excited, so so good morning, Tony. Derek, how you doing? DK in the house. Francis, how you doing? <laughs> Listen, I, I, I really am. I'm excited. There, baseball has hit center stage for one of the first times in a long time in Western New York, and um, I just think there's a lot to celebrate right now, which is why I'm excited, so...
2: It's amazing that we can get excited about baseball and softball considering the amount of rain
3: we're getting. Uh, You know, you with the South Towns League, you're probably making up games left and right. Oh, and, and, and people are finding every which way to get a game in. I've walked up to fields where you can just see water all along where the parents are sitting, but the field's been worked on. They're doing everything to get these games in. I give dads, crews, little leagues, everybody, the credit that the hours that they're putting in just to make sure games are getting done.
2: Oh absolutely. Uh, uh kudos to Wally Dean at Cayuga where where I'm coaching and Nick's playing uh They're constantly. They have the tractor out. They're moving dirt. Uh, The the conditions have been horrible. So yeah, I join you in saying kudos to all those who have been doing uh, groundwork around uh, around the various diamonds. Oh, before we get into talking about any of this stuff, and before we get into news and notes. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Happy Father's Day to proud uh, Tom Prince here. Uh, I saw the pictures that you've been posting. Uh, fabulous! So congratulations I appreciate and that. Happy Father's Day. But Tony, uh, the
3: same goes to you. You know uh, you deserve. I, listen, we know you've got two little ones too, and you deserve a Happy Father's Day also. So
2: yeah. So uh, get ready for your tie or your. Uh, as I get a painted rock, dad, you rock. <laughs> 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 Although, kind of surprised Samantha didn't spill the beans. Uh, maybe she didn't make anything this year in school. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, news and notes. I want to say a shout-out. Uh, congratulations to Gil Akata, principal at Star Point High School, who is now the head Basketball coach. Uh, Gil has coached for many years. I remember the story about him coaching against Christian Leitner when uh, Leitner was a kid growing up in the area. So I couldn't be happier. Gil's a great guy, great for high school sports. Couldn't be happier for him.
3: Totally agree. When that news came out and broke, you can even see the excitement on social media about it like people are excited to see that he's coming back and coaching and uh we're excited we'll make sure there'll be uh we'll be out there covering it we'll make sure that uh that star point will be, get its love that it needs to be able to get, and, uh, and of course, I, the first thing people are bringing up:
2: we gotta have a star point versus timing game. Oh, there you go. Even though Joey's not, not coaching the basketball team, <laughs> he's or, actually an he's assistant the, coach. Though. Oh, okay. So he's we do assistant. need to make that game happen. Maybe center court will make that part of his uh, big matchup. Uh, <laughs> you know, this uh, this uh, we don't mean to you know wish the year away, but that'll be one worth uh, looking for. Francis News and Notes. Yeah, I have a couple things. The Program for
1: Understanding Childhood Concussion and uh, Strokes is putting on their first youth soccer tournament for teams U8 to U14. It'll be held on Saturday, August 10th at the West Seneca Soccer Complex in West Seneca, of course. Uh, it's 5v5 tournament, $175 per team, and it goes to um the program which helps uh prevention of concussions
2: oh that's fantastic
1: second big news grand island alum colby banker accepted the job as the ecc women's coach banker might not sound familiar to you he's the son of damon head coach jennifer banker who's at grand island for a while Mm -hmm. and brett banker who's the kenton athletics ad great family And finally, Patrick Mix, who is an alum of Lakeshore, made his MMA debut last night in MSG. How did he do? Uh, uh, I think he did pretty good. His coach went down and watched him. So uh, congrats to him. So alumni
2: doing well, certainly. Love it. I absolutely love it. Tom, you are you, – I mean, if you don't see Tom right now, he's got a smile from <laughs> ear to ear. He is so happy and so excited. You had uh, the All-Star baseball game this past week and huge success uh, by all accounts. Why don't you tell us about it
3: and get us a you know yeah, feel for it? I won't lie. It took a lot of hours behind the scenes, as a, as a few people know. But years ago, they used to run a senior All-Star game in the area. And it was – you know, I heard – and again different accounts different things i had heard but it's usually about 20 to 25 people on each team and you had about 40 people in the game and they played a you know an all-star game at 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 bison at the bison stadium mm-hmm. so i really wanted to bring that back but i wanted to bring it back even more and when i said you that you wanted was, to kick it up a notch yeah and when i and i don't mean by kicking it up a notch i wanted more participation in this one right so what the what the vision was was to get 75 ball players in one game that would represent over 50 schools and we accomplished it and it was an unbelievable event. I mean, we how it worked because everyone's going 75 players, yeah. how does that happen, yeah. right? So, we had 18 pitchers. 18 pitchers that threw one inning that was it. We had 24 positional players on each team. That means every 3 innings we swapped out the the whole 8 positions out on the field. Mm-hmm. Right? So now you got 48 18, right? And then we had six designated hitters that would hit in a spot where the pitcher was and then we added an extra hitter to the to to each spot too. So six of those, which is how we got to the number that we got to. And everybody at least got one at bat. Pitched one inning or played something out in the field. Cool. And, and, and it literally was a constant rotating that had happened. Um, I'll tell you, you've been hearing me tout the year of the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Boy, they proved it wrong in this All Star game. Hitters <laughs> came to hit in this one. They wanted revenge. <laughs> you struck me out during the season. I'm going yard here. Um, it was, and, and this was what was the cool thing about it. It was 11-11 going into the ninth inning. <laughs> we had an 11-11 game going into the ninth inning. And it was like, "Wow, well, are we going to end this in a tie? How's this going to end? And um, the uh, coach Chuck Sen Jr.'s team ended up getting a walk and then advanced the runner over to third base on a pickoff move that got away. So he ended up on third. And then, when, and then another... Runner gets on first. So we've got first and third. Pitcher picks off the runner again. This time, though, instead of, it was, I shouldn't say, a pickoff attempt. Runner takes off to second base. As he takes off, first baseman throws it to second. He's safe at second. The runner scores at home. Then a big single comes into play 13 11. And then uh, coach uh, Chuck Sen Jr comes out for the bottom of the the ninth and then um a one two three inning and the game ends. And wow. it was uh I, but I'm gonna tell you there were storylines all over the place. Seeing Alex Rodriguez of Lackawanna who a lot of people haven't heard of the speed this kid possesses the hitting that he possessed the triple that he had you could just see the the how fast he was around the bases. You could see the way he tracked in the outfield. Definitely was, you know, a top player that was there. You saw the St. Mary's kids, right? We had four of them in the game and they were all at the same time. Boom, boom, boom. You could see why they won the Monsignor um, Martin away the team hits, right? You really saw it. You saw Ian Evans of Wilson. Come in and looked lights out. Ian Evans is the one who's going to Elon Elon University, mm-hmm. right? Unbelievable! Was lights out on the mound. He was—I think it was one of three players that had a one-two-three inning in the game. There were only three pitchers that had a one-two-three inning. Three or maybe four, but um, three that I know of right off the top of my head. Um, you just saw it was one thing after another, and Tony put the game aside. The best part of the game was when it was over, because that's when you saw everybody posing for pictures, and you saw Tyman with a St. Joe's guy, a Nichols with an Orchard Park guy, you, just everywhere. It was just a sea of color, and everybody posing with their, with, you know, with, with uh, people they played travel with, people they've, they, they've gone against for years. It was just in a major event to see. That really came together, and like I said, seventy-five people in one event to me is just absolutely amazing. And we're going to grow from there. It's going to get better and better. We're going to keep doing things to get it better and better, right? Um, but I'll tell you, we had—I mean, we had schools: Panama, Westfield. I mean, all the small schools were there. Climber Sherman was there. I mean, we had schools whether it was Clarence, Orchard Park, Lancaster. It was just as much down below. And then if you weren't able to be there, we still named kids to the team that weren't able to be there that got asked to be there. Mm -hmm. So you talked about 100 kids about approximately... That had a name in this game for some reason.
2: That's just awesome. Kudos to you. Great job, and uh, you know I love hearing about stuff like that. Oh, it was fabulous.
3: It it, it was so much fun. It really was. And it sounds like everybody had a good time. You know, the only thing that was funny at one point, and we talked about this off air real quick, was the mic kept going out on me on the speaker system. So at one point, I dropped the mic, and I went. To my voice and just screamed everything that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But I mean, it, everybody who knows me knows I got that booming voice. So uh when I went out there, it was just because I really wanted the kids to get announced, but a lot of them I would announce where they were going to school, what was going on, when the pitchers came in. They deserve their due. I wanted them to get their due. And I wasn't gonna let it go just because of a, a you know what I mean a, a microphone that I couldn't I couldn't get to work correctly. It was I wanted them to get their due. So That's awesome. I'll find a way to do it.
2: All right, <laughs> I love it. Uh, we have a couple of games going on right now, as you alluded to earlier, Francis. That this is the last day. Uh, Williamsville East softball. They're playing right now. Uh, we have Eden. Well, no, wait. Um, yes, Eden, Eden coming up, and they're playing in baseball.
1: Yeah, yeah. so we'll start with uh, softball. Will East is going on right now. They currently have a 2-0 lead. First inning, Rachel Steffen, a senior. Last night she had prom, hits a home run in her first at-bat. Next at-bat, the eighth grader, Ellis Wisniewski, hits a home run, and that's how the Flames have a 2-0 lead. Love it. Currently seven hits, top of the seventh. Uh, Eden and Class B, they get uh, going at 11-30. They will face Oneida. Uh, Their final game would be at 4, and if Will East holds on, the championship game will be 130, likely against Sayville, who happens to also be undefeated. So we have a couple good games in store, and then we have Brockton. Well, don't forget,
2: uh, Williamsville East, number 11 in the country. Number one in the state, number 11 in the
3: country. Yep, rated number 11 by Max Preps. Fabulous.
2: Number 11 in the country, four D1-bound
1: players. They, uh, Summer Clark, their starting pitcher, one of theirs, 0. 0.46 ERA. They have 10 players batting over 400. Did uh, you it, say it's 10 crazy. players? What? Did you say 10 players? 10 players batting over 400.
3: <laughs> That's the entire lineup plus the part of the bench.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Their other pitcher, Cara Leone, who's going to UB, she has a point nine seven ERA. So if your starting pitcher is having a bad day, you can just go to your other D1 pitcher you have. Uh, so – I mean, 36 combined years of varsity experience. This team is absolutely nuts, and wow. hopefully they'll be on to winning a state title yeah. later today.
3: Oh, I'm, wow. still, I'm still I'm at 10 players over 400. <laughs> That's your entire starting lineup hitting over 400.
1: And the team batting average is uh, 394.
3: <laughs> How is that? <laughs> Should be like eight hundred. How's <laughs> it only three ninety four with ten players? All right, who's no, bringing no. no it they
1: have the no. They, the rest of the roster, it's three ninety four when you what do they got twenty together.
3: people? Twenty people left still on that <laughs> roster.
1: <laughs> they still have, I mean, it's a probably about a fifteen team roster. 15 uh, I'm, I'm player shocked. Roster. It's, oh.
3: it's not higher. I really. <laughs> it's <am>. a machine. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Well, I'll give them a lot of credit. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, kudos to them, and uh, let's hold. Hopefully, the hold off and, and win. You wanted to talk about Brockton. Yeah, so you really did. So, so
3: Brockton and and let's not forget about Medina, okay? Medina just lost in the semifinals in a fantastic game, 6-3 final. They were right there till the very end. It was an uh an inning that got away in the sixth inning, but they were tied 3-3 late in this game. But you know, what Medina has done has been unbelievable, led by their shortstop Brian Fry, deserves a lot of credit. And he's getting credit right now on social media. You can see a lot of people saying Boy, this kid's a sophomore and has just been lights out for that team, defensively and hitting. I mean, he's another one. I at one point he was hitting 500. He's he's probably pretty dang close to that, um, if not even an inch higher than it. He's had an incredible season this year, the way he's led that team, and then you also heard me talk about Trevor Luthart, who's been lights yeah. out on the mound. Again, again, it's got them to this far. I'm going to tell you, I made a comment off the air, and people probably will say, wow, I can't believe he's going to say this, but that Niagara-Orleans conference has not gotten its credit, has not gotten its due. The pitching that comes out of that conference has been absolutely amazing this year. We saw it in the All-Star game when we saw Ian Evans' pitch, going, wow, this kid is lights out. Ian Evans, Charlie Brunning, Trevor Luthart. Um, we've got um, uh, Albion, Tommy uh, Fernandez. Uh, 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 Fernansky over at uh, Albion. These kids are just, you're talking about four top-tier pitchers in Western New York, never mind in a league, that are all in the Niagara-Orleans Conference. It's just unbelievable what they've done. (coughs) Brockton, again, has got Ronald Brown down there leading the way for Brockton, who's had an unbelievable season. They're competing for a state championship today. And, and there's, you know, they've got every chance to be able to win it down there also. Uh, it's just like I said, it's a great season for baseball. It's it's Western New York is finally hearing about it, seeing them step up. We're going to start hearing about the all Western New York teams here very shortly. We're going to start hearing about some of the stars. Monsignor Martin has released already their teams out.
2: If you go to our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports, uh, Pete Schneider sent me the uh, list I put it up there, so you want to check. Cole it out. players of we are the We're going to talk about it uh, maybe next week.
3: Okay, co players of the year. We just bring that one up. Would mm-hmm. be Matt Rafe over at Nichols, as well as Sam Murphy at St. Joe's. Um, uh, Matt is somebody I've gotten to know a, a long time. I've actually uh, coached him when he was really young. It is unbelievable what he did defensively in center field this year for Nichols. Sam Murphy with his bat has been one of the top bats in Western New York, and probably will be up. For one of the player of the year spots for entire Western New York, not even just Monsignor Martin.
2: Oh, fabulous. Uh, fabulous. You can't be any happier for what's gone on in ba- baseball. This year, the success that the kids had. I mean, you told us all in the beginning when we were doing the preview the year of the pitching,
3: and they didn't disappoint. No, it, it, it's been exactly what we saw, which has been what why we're so excited, because the more we get the word out about all these great players in Western New York, that's when the colleges are going to start talking. That's when we start getting even more D1 looks. That's when we start getting people to come to these games and see the great things that are going on in Western New York, and I couldn't be more excited for the, for the kids there. Tom, yeah. isn't
1: this three years in a row we've had a player drafted in the MLB draft?
3: Yes, Yep. And and by the way, uh, so uh, Andrew actually came to the All-Star game, was there, couldn't play in it because of all those things, right? But we actually introduced him to the crowd as being uh, drafted. So uh, Andrew Gator Johnson, uh, Gator's his nickname that uh, everybody knows him at. And I got to tell you, I don't dwarf against a lot of people, but man, he is just—you can't teach that size he has. I mean, I literally just felt small next to him. <laughs> but I'm going to tell so you. So we had
2: two players in Western New York drafted. The uh, was the one from McKinley.
3: Yeah, the McKinley—that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and he's—and and then, he's, then you're talking about the one from Mercyhurst okay. that was from St. Franny's uh, right. in, in, in the past. Yes. Um, And we had a third one, too, that was also there from Mercyhurst that got drafted also. But um, I'm going to tell you the one thing about Andrew that I really want everybody to know. What a great kid. I mean, he really is. He just biggest smile on his face, thanking everybody that was there, coming to an event, still just to be a part of it, even though he couldn't play in it. And the thank yous that he was just saying everybody was amazing. He truly, really is a great kid.
2: Oh, that's neat. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we have more baseball talk. Uh, We're going to get into – I want to talk about an incident that happened last week that I witnessed, and it's uncalled for, and I think you're going to be outraged when I tell you this story. also going to tell you about a boo-boo I did in our baseball game last night that I didn't know you were supposed to do, so I want to get Tom's opinion on that, and he will be able to chastise me during the next segment. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550.
0: Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Caligiuri along with Tom Prince, and Francis Beck, WNY Athletics. We're talking baseball. Great year for baseball. Uh, team's still going right now. And, you know, Fran- oh, f- before we get going, Francis, give me an update on Will e softball.
1: Yeah, Ella's, Ella Wisniewski, the eighth grader, hit a second home run. It was a three-run shot to give her team a 5 to nothing lead. And then Willie um, really scored after that. Hmm. They did score another run. I, I don't know who... Had it? I can't read the notes yet, but so they it, it's six nothing top of the seventh for East in their semifinal. Beautiful. So I taken
2: it. They are the away team, and uh, they have uh, go up there, get three outs, and they're advancing to the championship. They already have two of them. All right, beautiful. Let's go. Let's go, Will East. So uh, the,
3: the eighth grader didn't go to the prom. That was the thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to do uh, I. <laughs> I got to admit something. Something happened last night. Tom, as you know, I'm a football coach trying to help out uh, with the baseball team. So I don't know all the ins and outs of baseball, all the uh, courtesies, whatnot. I'm learning as we go along. Again, you know, our head coach uh, needed somebody to help out. You know, more or less I go, you know, get the catcher's mitt, you know, warm up the pitchers, stuff like that. So we're playing at Wilson, and I want to – shout out to wilson little league you guys are great a uh, great organization and really enjoy going out there uh scary moment before the game they was one or two of their players had to leave with a parent or grandparent who was uh seemed to be suffering a heart attack My and friend. was rushed out of there so our prayers go out to them uh but uh i want to apologize to wilson little league i did not know that you are not supposed to cheer for your batters when they're up at plate uh, they consider it teasing the pitcher. Now, our team, and it's a long ride, by the way, to get out there, as you know. So, when our boys were getting up at bat, I was trying to get some, you know, pump some life into the team. They seemed lifeless, like they were all ready to take a nap. Well, I was too. Uh, but uh, they complained to our head coach that you can't do that when the pitcher is throwing the ball. Yeah. I did not know that that was a thing. So, my apologies.
3: Um,. It's a younger thing at little league. At little league is—it's one thing that they'll say is—is—is is, is you can chant, talk all you want. Once the pitcher is set to go into his motion, it ends. Okay, it, it is what it is. Do I still see teams do it all the time? Yeah, I do. Right. Um, it's one of those. I'll be honest with you. Probably gray line areas um it's not taunt you weren't
1: taunting no, they no cheering
3: but it's supposed to be more of a respect thing as the pitcher gets into his motion that he can now concentrate on throwing the pitch that's out there especially at 10 years old right or or whatever the ages may be that are younger 10 11 12 all that right where you're still trying to develop the zone and what the zone looks like and and it's hard enough for a 12-year-old to be able to throw pitches that are out there and then never mind to hear an entire team go against them. So it's supposed to be more of a sportsmanship thing. But like I said, do I see it happen all all different ways? Yeah. Do I still see it happen even in the travel baseball? Yeah. Um, But when I am usually with my team, I will tell them, yell, scream, do whatever you want as long as it's positive right mm-hmm. and as long as once that pitcher goes into his motion you stop okay is 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 what i normally tell my team
2: so this is something that i've learned I can't uh, that i will uh, not do but again trying to get I, our bats have been struggling uh, so far in the five games that we've played so i'm trying to get them going get some confidence in them so that they can maybe uh, hit the ball they do not hit the ball well at all So that was my intent and I want the uh, Wilson uh, people to understand that meant by no means to try to distract or uh, do any shenanigans uh, strictly to try to get our kids going.
3: Yeah, and, and, and that's, it is so hard. Listen, for anybody that coaches a team that is, you know, 15 and below, right? I mean, they're kids still, they really are. So we try to do everything that we can to motivate to get them excited and sometimes no matter what we do or what we try it's still not going to happen oh, that that's day sure. right but you know kudos for you for being in there and 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 sometimes i hate to say it but we have to be cheerleaders at times to be able to get that excitement level up because you If they are excited and they are into the game and they're focused on what's going on, it's just going to make it for a better experience for them, for us, for you, for the kids, whoever it may be. Yeah,
2: and I'm so used to cheering on the sidelines that are in a football game, and I always keep things positive. I don't jump on the umpires, even though the strike zone is absolutely ridiculous or inconsistent. You know, when a ball is two feet above a kid's head, I don't know, call me crazy, but I think it's a ball, Uh, you know, but I'm not going to say anything. Uh, You know, I want to keep it lighthearted on on the bench and and do my thing. And kudos to them, uh, which I find this super neat. He's either the mayor or was the mayor of Wilson, and he's out there coaching youth baseball. Uh, reminds me of Jeff Zemanski, mayor of Lackawanna. He's out there on a Saturday uh, prepping the Little League field. You know, you're the mayor, you've got a lot of responsibilities, and you're still still doing things for the kids. And I can't thank you enough for uh, for you guys for doing that kind of stuff. All right, this is something that happened last week, and i uh, be curious to get your guys' opinion on this. And, uh, you know, you've If you've been listening to this program for any amount of time, you know how I hate rude parents at games. I think uh, parent behavior at a game is very important. You have to know your role. Let the coaches coach. Let the refs ref and cheer on the kids. That's your job. All right? So we're watching a a softball game. Uh, Matter of fact, the guy that I coach with, his daughter was playing. And it was more of a scrimmage than it was a game. You know, two teams kind of talking smack to each other a lot. So they... They arranged a scrimmage. They had grills set up. Uh, They were going to have a cookout, all kinds of goodies. I thought,
3: this is cool. We don't do this in baseball. Oh, no, softball's famous for that, especially (laughs) you go to some of their tournaments. There are grills everywhere. It's it's a great environment. Going to a softball tournament is a lot of fun. They do a great job, the softball teams. Oh, they
2: certainly do. So I thought this was great. My kids are playing over in the playground. Everybody's having fun, and I get to hang out with my friends and enjoy some softball. Well, the game ends abruptly. And we couldn't understand why. And so I turned to my buddy I said, what happened? And he goes, oh, it's softball. There's always drama in, in softball. So uh, we go on. Uh, we go home, they go home, and later on he texts me uh, to tell me what happened. And uh, what stopped the game was the batter just broke down crying. And the reason she broke down crying is because a parent of one of her teammates yelled out an obscenity to her that she blank s-word now you're calling out an 11 year old girl you're saying you blank blank wow i could not believe what he was telling me uh so the, the the game stops you know the girl's just crying her eyes out home plate uh my friend's daughter's team they all come to home plate to console her hug her which i thought was fantastic both teams got to together and, and held hands and i guess there was a lot of uh, online fighting uh, amongst the team amongst the parents afterwards as so i'm thinking man this is just uncalled for uh, it's absolutely ridiculous how people will behave and it got me to thinking is the sports culture in this country out of hand
3: oh no doubt about that uh, i'll tell you that but this is what's interesting about this this isn't this is on your own team you were doing this now This isn't like a team versus team thing. This is a parent on the same team chastising a teammate. Right. (laughs) To me, this is easy. The parent's gone, kid's gone. This is an easy one. If you're going to chastise your own teammates and you're not going to be a good teammate, it's time to let that person go. You've now given me grounds to say, I'm sorry. You're not a part of this team anymore, especially if you can't treat somebody on this team this way. That parent should never be allowed
2: at a game again.
3: A uh, well, Parent? and Because that's the sure. parent that was yelling it out to the pitcher. I get it. But at some point, you got to make a stand because if you don't let the entire scenario go, the parent may not be at the game, but the parent's still going to make it tough for you on social media. The parent's still going to make it tough for you in other scenarios mm-hmm. to where you're going to have to say is, I'm sorry. You've just ruined your opportunity for your child. That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, now explain it to your child why your child's not showing up well, anymore. Well, your We're child able...
3: knows because your child was right. upset. I mean, I, you know, obviously here, you see but that. look
2: at the things. I mean, our, our, our kids pick up at what we do as adults. Uh, no doubt. So if you're at home and you're bashing the coach, what does the kid think? Well, it's okay to bash the coach. Mm-hmm. I no longer have respect for my coach because my parents said my coach is a bum it it just it blows my mind where common sense has left the building
3: yeah i mean it, it, we listen everybody knows i run a league i'm also a part of uh, other leagues i've already gotten emails and i've sent emails out already about conduct about parents at, at at games it's been it's been bad this year not only conduct of parents conduct of coaches there's been more coaches thrown out early in the season than we've seen in a long time throughout all of western new york And we're talking about that as a youth level, not as a high school level, right? right? So we're hearing more and more of those things. I'm now going to tournaments with a new rule in place. And the new rule that's in place is if the umpire comes over to your uh, parents and throws out a parent for any reason, the head coach gets thrown out too. Whoa. So it is a new rule that you're starting to see come into play to have the coaching staff control your sidelines just as much as, you know what I mean, controlling what's going on on the field too. Um, I actually, a couple years ago, I want to say two years ago, instituted that for the rest of the season because I was having issues about people getting thrown out too. It is something that you can absolutely institute but it's so hard because you have somebody to have other agendas or other reasons to yell scream or possibly once they hear that rule they want the coach thrown out too and will take the risk of doing it themselves wow but you just gave the reason look at this this one woman you don't think that she'd like that head coach thrown out if if she's yelling at a girl saying how she you know stinks mm-hmm. could you imagine what she probably thinks of the head coach
2: no, I can't imagine. I, I really can't. Well, here's an idea I came up with, and I was thinking about this. You know, we, when uh, I coach football for Niagara Falls Junior Football Club, and we have with NASA, who's our governing body, and uh, I should talk to Ray Turpin about this. We have to watch video videos in order to get certified as part of the learning. It's a course that you take mm-hmm. online. USA Football yep. does a great job with that, and I really like it. But I recall years ago uh, when I was coaching in Tyro, watching a video on parent behavior. And being that today with the technology that we have, most leagues have sign-ups online. You no longer have to go to uh, the community center, uh, the local gym, what have you, where a table is set up and you fill out a form. I mean, some still do, but most you could do it online. My belief now is, and I'm just going to throw this out there, get your opinion. When you sign your kid up, you should watch a video on fan behavior, parent behavior. You show positive behavior. You show bad behavior. You sign off on that. You break that, you're gone. There is no explanation. There is no uh, let's have a meeting. You're gone. You're done for the season. Goodbye. So people see the video. See it beforehand. There's no excuses. If you watch this video and you sign off on this video, there's no excuse
3: for bad behavior. All right. Well, my honest opinion. Yes, I do. They won't watch the video. They'll just hit play and walk away. Okay. I, I, I Not to be, I, I, I just. No, and yeah, you're probably right. That, that's, I, now, would you and I sit and watch it? Yes. Will most people not? I mean, think about it. If you have to do something for your insurance where you have to go walk, take a course to lower your insurance, do you listen to every piece of it? I do. <laughs> I, but, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, just think about it, the, the multitude of people that are out there right and then you're going to have the. why do i have to do this and if if one league does it and one league doesn't what do you start gravitating to well, i'm going to okay. go to the league that's easier for me and my parents right it it just becomes unless it's instituted clear across the board that every single league does it
2: but who's who would have authority to say okay everybody has to do
3: this the, the, the people that run the leagues
2: and everybody's going to have a different opinion as to how they do it. And See, and that's another problem that I have with you sports. You have so many different governing bodies, and there's no uh, uniform rules. There's no uniform way of, of doing sure. things. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to come up with answers. I'm trying to come up with solutions because it's easy for me to come on the program and talk about bad parent behavior, talk about bad coaching behavior, talk about bad player behavior. We did that last summer. And we're going to do more of it again this summer because it's really important that people hear the stuff and understand what's going on. Don't be afraid of embarrassing a fellow parent if they're acting like an idiot. Call them out on it. At least that's my opinion. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, a little bit more about this talk and some other stuff. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday at 11. Keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, before we go to Francis for an update, I do want to do a uh, shout-out to my younger brother, Michael, and his new bride, uh, Jamie. Uh, congratulations. Love you guys. Uh, also, shout-out to Luke Esposito. Uh Pitched two great innings last night. Mate, Tom, get this, makes a double play by himself to end the game.
3: How do you do it by himself? So he obviously caught a line drive and then went and stepped on a yes. base. Okay. Yeah.
2: okay. It was so cool. <laughs> so uh, kudos to him. Francis Beck, update on Will East. All right. It is a final. Six to nothing.
1: Williams East wins the state semifinal. Summer Clark throws a one hitter, 12 strikeouts. Uh Winooski, as I said, two home runs. I'm told four RBIs. I'm trying to figure out. I saw f- five runs go up, and I'm seeing six, but I don't know where the sixth run came from. So I'm currently contacting my sources, being good reporter, <laughs> trying to find out where the sixth run is from. The important part is yeah. they one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when will they play uh, next? It'll be one thirty. is the is the final game. The other ga- other semifinal game is still going on between Ballston Spa and um, Saville. They're currently tied... One one, go, end of the eighth inning. That's
2: pretty cool because now will the Will East team be able? To I'm go, sorry, bottom of the ninth
1: game. inning. Bottom of the ninth inning. You now. would
3: think. I mean, it's in the same. It's in the same complex, so you would think they. You know, they would be able to go take a peek at what's going on. Sure, I am sure they've already done their due diligence and know exactly about both teams at this point.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool stuff.
3: And
1: with your other game going to extra innings, that's got to give you an advantage, just in terms of energy and everything.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's back to what we were talking about, and uh, that is the sports culture. Uh, is it out of hand in, in the country? Are we placing too much emphasis? I mean, you know, you look at sports now, it's turned into a year-round thing. Uh, whatever sport you play, you're involved in it year-round. You know, and I, I don't know if that's healthy. I don't know if that's good. You talk to uh, college coaches in whatever sport. They want kids that are playing multiple sports. You know, If you're a baseball player, you're doing this or you're doing that. I know how in football they're constantly looking for players playing multiple sports. But now we're out there all year long. You know uh, the off season in baseball, they're, they're, as you mentioned uh, during the break, they're they're hitting. You know in the cages. Uh, we have uh, summer travel hockey. We I mean it's not, we have fall ball. We have uh, AAU and basketball. It it just never seems to end. How are they able to play multiple sports? Are we burning kids out?
3: Yes. The answer is yes. Um, but. I don't know if it's going to necessarily change. In fact, it's getting worse. I mean, look at now football. Football's doing 7, seven on 7s, right. right? Yeah, um, I see several of the schools are playing in uh, tournaments this weekend. You know, um but now what I what we're starting to see and hopefully this is where it gets better, okay, is the off-seasons for some of these sports are trying to get their kids more in shape, right? It's about weightlifting, it's about uh pilometrics. It's about all the different things that you can do to get bigger, faster, stronger. Okay. If that's the focus, then we're doing the right things, right? right? If the focus is strictly about the sport and you playing more games and doing things, yes, we're going to keep burning kids out. Um, but I think you're starting to see a lot of these off-season programs now shifting again and more about getting in shape and more about getting, uh, you know, our our bodies in the right mind frame to be able to play a long season.
2: We talked about parents, uh, you know, yelling and screaming obscenities from the stands, uh, which leads me to believe that there's too much pressure or too much emphasis placed on winning at the youth level. Youth level is supposed to be for developing players. Am I right?
3: Yeah. I Yes, and it's also to teach them how to, you know, win it at at sometimes, okay. right? It depends, I think, at what level that you want.
2: I mean, I think it's good to be competitive. Right. And I think that's great. It does teach a lot. But when it's when people treat it like life and death, that's where I have a problem yeah.
3: with it. And again, I also believe that you're signing your kid at a certain level. There should be expectations with that level, right? If I'm signing my kid up to be a house ball player, I better not be going to scream about strike zones and everything else that's there. That's where it is a development league, and I'm trying to develop kids to get better. That's what that is, right? If I'm putting somebody on a travel baseball team that's going to go away to 10 tournaments and travel throughout the United States to play in it, my expectations is you are going to these tournaments to win. Right. It's a different expectation. Especially
2: the amount of money that, uh, that's involved that's with it. That's involved that. in that, absolutely. Which so, is a whole other yeah. issue.
3: <laughs> which yeah, absolutely we can get into you're
2: right it's crazy the <laughs> amount of money that's no. that's spent on, on travel but you know and, and you're also seeing where we just talked about during the break and you know seeing a lot of travel kids and you explained to me that the travel kids that are playing house are some of the kids that are not getting enough playing time and then and some of them but some of the kids that we're seeing are really good You know, and maybe should stick to travel rather than house. We're trying to develop these kids. It's become a social status as a parent that your kid plays travel and not house. So what's happened because of that? Numbers are way down.
3: Oh, and in every house league throughout the country, it's like that right now. What my feedback was always to the team with me was said, go play house. Why? Because travel now puts you in more of a position where you're going to play one position. If you are a left fielder, go play house and play shortstop. Go play house and pitch if you're not a pitcher. Go do those things that you're not going to do in travel and see if you can get better. Because then you may be the pitcher, right? But you got to have a place to get better and see games and do all those things, right? Why is it so bad if you're the kid that goes there and hits, bats fourth and hits a home run if you're a nine batter on a a travel team? Mm Mm-hmm. Go get better. It's a ways that you're going to get better and at the same time have fun along the way. But I'm always, and every every one of my kids, all three of them, through 12 to 12 years old, played house in their programs every single year. And I coached it also because I truly believed it was also fun and it, you try to make an impact on as many kids as you can.
2: Well, Salman Joan, who I coach with, uh, he, his philosophy – as he explained to us before each season, is I want to develop the house kid so that he is good enough to make it on a travel team. And that's the right, says, we want to have fun, we want to make it fun. And that's the other thing too, what we're doing is, we're putting so much pressure on the kid and that, that it, the fun part has escaped, it's gone away. Are they still having fun?
3: It depends. I hate to say, I know it's a bad answer, but it depends.
2: Yeah. It depends on the situation.
3: I guess, you know, there are no
2: answers, but these are the things that I believe that should be brought up, and that's why I bring them up on this program. I have the ability to do it. I have a microphone in front of me and a program, and not everybody has that. So I want to bring that out to the public. And, And if it gets people talking throughout the weekend, hey, I heard Tony Caligiuri, Tom Prince, and Francis Beck talking about this and that, then that's a good thing. Get that dialogue going. All right, happy Father's Day to all you great dads out there. Have a great weekend. Sports Talk Saturday follows us. We'll talk to
0: you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild